Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. My name is Elizabeth, and I am your host. I'm also a divorced mother of four sons and a remarried stepmom to three, so I do know what you're going through. And as the owner and founder of The Separation Club, I guide women as they heal, rediscover themselves, and create their new lives. That's what we're about here, moving forward and making something really beautiful and wonderful out of something that felt really hard. It all starts the day the old one ends. And today I want to talk to you about the holidays. As we are rushing through December, we're heading towards, you know, some form of celebration for probably the absolute majority of you, whether it is Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, it is a loaded time of year. And I'm not talking about alcohol, though that tends to play in as well. So today I want to talk to you about codependency. Um, This could be yours, it could be someone else's, but it tends to really show up during the holidays. So I want to help you manage that, um, help you uh, have the holiday that isn't totally stressful for you, that feels okay, and so you can enjoy your family, the people you love, your children, and then get through it, you know. And as I say to my clients all the time, it's just a few days. It's really this time leading up to it that tends to be extremely stressful. I remember my first Christmas um, after we celebrate Christmas and our first Christmas after the separation, we had been separated for approximately three months, four months maybe. Um, And I got to tell you, I was not looking forward to it. And I'm a huge Christmas person. I mean, I love all the traditions and decorating and baking and all of that. And the kids were a great age. But um, I, it just everything about it felt so different that year. And, and I know it did for the kids too. And basically, we all just kind of went through the motions, tried to make the best of it. Um, and, and then it was done. And, you know, I, I want you to kind of keep your eye ahead right now. I want you to know that this will be over soon. It feels so big. And I'm hoping the tips I give you today can help you make it feel a little bit smaller, that that pit in your stomach is a little bit smaller. Maybe it can actually start dissolving a little bit as you take back some control over these holidays of yourself, your healing, and yeah, the next two weeks, right? And then we're done. And then we're heading into a new year in January and a massive sigh of relief as this time is over. So let's jump in and talk about how we can get through the next couple of weeks feeling at peace and with joy in our hearts. All right, so let's get into this. First, let me talk a little bit about codependency, though I will say I'm probably going to be doing, not just probably for sure, be doing a full episode on codependency soon. But just to kind of define codependency in the context that we're talking about it today, um, I want to, you know, basically it's a character, uh, a personality trait, meaning it's something you can change, by the way, a personality trait that we usually develop in childhood, perhaps in response to a parent we had to take care of um, or please in a way, uh, either because they were baby addicts or abusive or mental illness or something like that. Um, That's often where codependency pattern comes from. Um, It could come later in life as well. 
But generally speaking, some characteristics of codependency would be feeling responsible for solving other people's problems, offering advice, even if it isn't asked for. So this kind of comes with a bit of a controlling kind of personality. And I know none of us want to, you know, would like to think that we're controlling, but it, it comes from that place of feeling that you other people's happiness is dependent on you, that you are responsible for making people feel happy or that their life is good or easy or something like that. And so uh, we kind of need to be in a place of control and controlling the environment so we can ensure that for these people. And this can cause things like poor communication regarding our own feelings and wants and needs. Um, it causes difficulty adjusting to change. Uh, we expect you know, others to do as you say, perhaps. We have difficulty making decisions. Um, and also codependents tend to feel used, underappreciated, taken for granted. So there tends to be a fair bit of resentment and anger and frustration and things like that as well. So codependency is a very, um, it it's feels really big uh, when you're in a codependent relationship. It, it dominates the entire relationship really. Um, and it leaves you uh, very vulnerable in many ways. Yes, you're trying to control your environment. I know that uh, myself, I was a codependent in our relationship. Um, I believe he probably was as well, but I certainly know it for myself. And it it left me vulnerable because my world was revolving around his world and then the children's worlds as well. But, you know, everything I did was for him and for them. Uh, and anyway, so like I said, I'm going to do a whole episode on this. But Here's how it shows up in the holidays. So think about the holidays. We're doing so much for other people, even under the best of circumstances and the healthiest of relationships and mental health. You know, people get stressed about the holidays. They get stressed about the money they're spending, the time that has to be spent, you know, preparing. Uh, and then, of course, there's dealing with expectations of family members, of your children, of moving the elf around on the shelf and whatever else comes with how you and your family celebrates whatever holiday that you celebrate. Um, I, I'm just going to apologize in advance. I'll probably be, probably be making a lot of references to Christmas only because that's what I celebrate. Um, but I, I want to just say that what I'm saying applies to all holidays, as well as that it applies to things like Easter and, you know, vacations and things like that. So anyway, um, I will do my best to speak neutrally. <laughs> uh, but I get going sometimes and then, yeah, anyway. So like I said, the holidays. And in fact, Christmas probably is one of those holidays that brings out codependency like nothing else, because there's like, so there's just so many expectations around things that we have to do to prepare. The whole month of December is loaded with it. There's parties, there's gifts, there's gift exchanges, there's functions at work, there's all this stuff that we're expected to do. And what I really want to give you today are tools and tips for staying kind of in your own lane and allowing yourself to, to kind of stay in alignment with your values and staying true to yourself through this. You know, you might have already done a lot of work on this. You might be really learning to connect with your voice and yourself and what you want, and you might be starting to heal. And then comes the holidays and it might just feel like a giant step backwards because you may be being expected to, you know, have your ex over for dinner or for Christmas morning presents or, you know, 
that there's expectation that this person will move back in or maybe you are you know you haven't separated yet or you've decided to wait till January or something like that like there's so much it's a loaded loaded time emotionally so let's see if we can get through this in one piece um and really my goal here is you know to help all of you of course because we all struggle with this whether we're codependent or not but for those who are coming out of a codependent relationship and are used to that behavior pattern as you get stressed through the holidays that is where you're going to default so I want to really help you with that there is a way there is a way to make it through the holidays in a healthy way and like I said, I'm going to give you numerous tips to do that today, whether it's about boundaries and how to set them and how to deal with your families and, and in-laws and, you know, how you can make yourself feel better. So we're going to kind of start out by setting this this understanding in front of us here that we're going to take responsibility for ourselves this holiday. That is a really big thing. We tend to feel like it's a runaway train, right? As women and as mothers, as daughters, you know, we're expected to do all these things. And we've been living up to that before. And when you weren't going through a divorce, maybe that felt easier. You had maybe more help or, you know, at the very least, you weren't going through a divorce. So, um, but it does definitely feel a bit like a runaway train. And I just want to help you jump off the train and stand in the station. And then you decide which you know, train car you're going to get on, right? Which one, what, what is it that you want from the holidays? So that really brings me to the first thing that I want to share with you, the first tip that I want to share with you today. And that is to make a list of your wants and your expectations. So start with your wants, you know, start with, you know, here are the things I would really like to do this holiday season, or here are the people I'd like to see, here are the gifts I'd like to give. Here are the people I'd like to give gifts to. You know, here, you know, so just kind of write the I want list. This this would be my ideal Christmas. And the reason I want you to do that, because I will also say, especially if you're going through divorce and it's your first year, there might be a lot of those or some of those things that, that you won't get to do. But we have to start by being clear about what we would like, what would be ideal, and then we can work towards that as opposed to just being constantly in reaction mode where we're reacting to other people's suggestions all the time or trying to get our idea in when other people are kind of running us over, right? So write down a list of the things that you would like to have happen on Christmas or around the holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, how would you like it to play out? What would you like to eat? Who would you like to see? How many days do you want to leave the house? Do you want to host a party yourself? Like just write a list of wants. I want to be very clear here because the next list is going to be about expectations. So expectations has two categories, your expectations, what you expect to happen, meaning what, you know, well, that's this, you know, I expect to have my kids on Christmas morning. I expect to, um, you know, for my family to be really understanding. I expect like all those things. You know, what are your expectations of yourself from the holidays, from uh, your children, your ex, uh, your family? You know, what are your expectations? What do you anticipate happening? And what is it that you like? you know, we're pretty close to the I wants here, but we all know about expectations. Like I expect Boxing Day to be chaotic because we're getting together with huge extended families. 
and I expect Aunt Sylvia to be really obnoxious because I know she'll come over and she will be talking to me about my divorce, for example, right? So <laughs> it's just, just an example. But other expectations might also be, you know, that you expect to have your kids for, and that also, of course, is a want. But anyway, just write these lists down. And then this is a really important list as well. Write down other people's expectations. Now, I hear you, you know, it's none of our business but what other people expect, and we're going to get to that in a moment. And you might not even know what they expect. But there are certain things you probably know because, like, your mother has already called and said, well, you better do this and you better do that, or I sure hope this or whatever. So, you know, those kind of passive-aggressive things that you get <laughs> thrown at you throughout from various people, write them down. So just so that you are prepared, okay? Write a list of your expectations, your wants, other people's expectations, including your children. And and then like take a huge deep breath and grab yourself a soothing cup of tea or a big glass of wine, depending on time of day and what your preference is. And then start with your list of wants and maybe find a way to separate them between this one I'm not so willing to um, you know be flexible with whereas these ones you know yes I would like for that to happen but if it doesn't that's okay as well right so start kind of separating them a little bit and then when you get to the expectations so what you expect take a really good look at your expectations and look at am I asking too much of myself like you know, I'm expecting to go to four parties. I have to do this shopping thing. I'm doing cookie baking in exchange with two groups of friends. Are my expectations too great? Am I asking too much of myself, right? So take a look at that and start crossing things off the list. And then there's other people's expectations. In the perfect world, I would like for you to cross all of them out. But you might, you know, there might be some of those expectations that you're like, oh, I can easily meet this expectation. This is not a problem. I can do this for my mom or whatever it is. Um, easy peasy. I can do that for my kids. And then there's those other ones that feel more unreasonable. I want you to cross them off the list. Just I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to worry about this. This is not mine. This is somebody else's expectation. It's their problem. They have to figure that out, not me. So it's just really about preparing yourself. It's kind of getting that mindset around what you're willing to do, not willing to do. And like I said, managing your expectations and others and starting to have conversations with people about, you know, I'm pretty sure you probably expect that this and this is going to happen because that's what always happened. But because of things being different this year, I'm actually going to do it this way instead. So that's the thing. When you start looking at the expectations, you'll start to realize that maybe some of these need to be discussed ahead of time so that they don't come up at the last minute with big disappointed emotions, right? Okay, so that was number one. And that kind of leads us into number two, which is that it's okay to say no to things. So now that you've gone through your lists and you've gotten pretty clear on what is like kind of non-negotiable, the things you're willing to be flexible about, the expectations you are willing to live up to, so to speak, and the ones that you're not, now might be a really good time for you to get in touch with people that you're going to be seeing, getting very clear on schedules, getting very clear on when you're expected to be there and letting them know if that's reasonable, a reasonable expectation. Maybe you find yourself saying, you know, I used to, I know I used to always come around two o'clock, but because of the trade-off with the kids and whatever, I'm going to take a couple of hours for myself to just kind of regroup before I come over. So I won't be there till four, 
that's like the perfect way to do that. And I really encourage you to do things ahead of time. The other thing as well, when you look at your list and you know the people you spend time with and you know the expectations that are probably coming at you, start making a list or pulling it from your previous list, things that you're going to say no to. And this part is so important. I want you to know that it's okay to say no. And it's even okay to disappoint other people. Because when we live in this sort of codependent space of people pleasing and worrying about other people's happiness over our own, now you're going to end up doing something that you didn't want to do or that doesn't feel good and having an experience that you dread so that you don't disappoint someone else. Well, the reality is that somebody's probably going to be disappointed in this scenario, but you're the one who's going through divorce and you can only be responsible for yourself. This is a huge step in breaking free of codependency. So I want you to really look at this list and go, I really don't want to do that, whatever that is. And you know how you know what those things are, the ones that you need to say no to? You feel it in your body. Your body will tell you that this doesn't feel good. You'll feel it in your chest. You'll feel it in your gut. You feel it somewhere. It doesn't feel good. You know when it feels good and you know when it doesn't. I bet you know what I'm talking about. So listen to your body. It's letting you know this is something that you need to say no to. So as you're you know, writing these lists and figuring out what you're going to say no to and having conversations with people about what you're not going to do, I think you're going to start to feel some of that stress leave your body. Your body will start to feel more, ah, you'll be able to take a bigger, deeper breath. You'll be able to kind of go, okay, this is feeling a little easier now. I think I can go into this with a little bit less sort of hesitation or fear of what was going to happen or whatever. So doing that and learning to say no, first of all, it's a great skill for you to have and practice moving forward. And it allows you to to kind of let go of some of that resentment and anger that comes when you make yourself do things just to make someone else happy, right? I mean, it's a classic codependency pattern, taking responsibility for others and their happiness. And so we bend over backwards and we do things we don't want to do and we do it in ways that we don't want to do them and we feel exhausted, depleted, taken advantage of. No one really understands how awful it was for you because you didn't tell them. And we get resentful and we get angry and frustrated and our day or week or holiday gets ruined, right? So start talking to people, start organizing your lists, create a plan, okay? A plan of what you're actually going to be doing now that you've said no to some things and then stick to it. Don't feel guilty about not taking on everything that people ask of you because the more you say yes, the more they'll ask you to do things. Oh, she's fine. Um, She'll do that. She'll take care of that. I'll ask her. And you say yes. And then, oh, maybe you can do one more thing. And you say yes. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Start saying no. Okay? Start saying no. All right. Number three. I want you to remain in control of you. So this is the... Um, this is often the, the really hard part. And, you know, 
I said in the beginning that someone who's codependent tends to be controlling. And like I said, I know we don't want to think of ourselves as controlling, but it's not like not in a mean way where we're trying to control people in a in a negative, destructive way. Not at all. We're trying to make life simple and good for them. And in order for us to do that and to be responsible for someone else's happiness, they're is a need to control the environment so that we can control their happiness in a way, right? I'm asking you to back off that. I'm asking you to let go of taking responsibility for everybody else's Christmas and how they're going to feel or everybody else's Hanukkah and how they're going to enjoy it. I want you only taking responsibility for yourself. And if you're little kids, of course, you're going to take responsibility for them as well. But I know they're going to be fine. As long as you're okay, they're okay, plain and simple. So I want you to remain in control of you, meaning honor the conversations you had in number two, the things that you said no to. Don't let someone convince you that you should do it anyway. Don't let them make you feel bad. Okay, that's just their shit. They don't want to do it and they want to push it onto you. And as soon as they do, as soon as you say yes, they're like, oh, thank God I don't have to do that. They're not thinking, oh, I feel bad that I you know, asked her to do that, knowing what she's going through. They're not thinking that. You have to take control of you. You have to learn to say no. I'm really sorry, but that is too much for me this year. I can't take it on. So that's why I'm letting you know now. And I I need you to go to someone else with that. Right? Okay, so you're going to stick to your schedule. And the other thing you might want to do and stick to what you know, the boundaries that you've put in place boundaries is huge, by the way, like, I know I digress back into the definition of codependency, but I mean, there's there's basically two key things that have to happen for you to break patterns of codependency, and that is um, learning to set healthy boundaries and loving yourself like crazy. Okay, back on track here. So in order to kind of cut that cord a little bit of dependency on others, I want you to take responsibility for your schedule of when you're going to arrive and not let other people tell you. You tell them when you're ready. You tell them when you'll be there and then drive yourself to and from events or Uber to and from an event. Like take charge of yourself so that you feel empowered to arrive late or leave early or skip something entirely if you just need to. No one is dependent on you for a ride. No one's expecting you to take someone somewhere. Just and even just say to people, just use the divorce card if you need to. Just say, look, I, I need to feel in control of, you know, my coming and going this year just in case and whatever, and kids. Um, I need to, so I'm going to be driving myself and I don't, I can't be responsible for someone else. Um, so, you know, you do, again, you set the boundaries that you feel comfortable with. Um, but again, it's just, it's, it's just another way for you to be in control of yourself. Okay, let's head into number four. And that's accepting others for who they are. So just like you need people to understand where you're coming from, that you're taking control of your life, that you're taking responsibility and you're setting boundaries, you need to do the same for them. So remaining in control of you requires you to let go of trying to control anyone else. It's the only way that you can stay in control of you. Because if you're also trying to manage everyone else and and manage other people's happiness, at some point you are going to let go of you. You're going to stop being in control of what is right for you. So let go and allow others to have the holiday they're going to have and make them responsible for their holiday. If you have family members or friends that drink and get drunk, um, for example, then you just 
don't see yourself as the person who's responsible for, you know, for them in any way to take care of them or to even control how much they drink or their behavior as a result of drinking. You know, it's not your responsibility. If somebody behaves really badly, and you maybe, you know, again, if this is your ex, for example, maybe every year your partner drinks too much and they say insensitive things and you always felt you had to manage that. Or maybe it's your, one of your parents who does that or a sibling or something and you feel like you have to protect, then, you know, this is not your responsibility. What they choose to do, how much they choose to drink and how they behave as a result of that is on them accept that that's their problem that's who they are and it's theirs it's not yours to carry it's not yours to fix it's not yours to control let go of that responsibility ah oh, feel the relief that comes with letting go of that it isn't yours you don't have to do this anymore you don't have to take responsibility for them having a good time or this person being polite it's not your thing it's not your shit let's put it that way it's theirs okay you are responsible for your behavior and the only behavior you can truly control is your own is when we're trying to control everyone else that we get so out of whack so out of alignment and this is where codependency comes in right so you can express your feelings if something is inappropriate. You can express your feelings in an assertive and respective way, sorry, respectful way, but you can't take responsibility for it. So if someone is behaving really badly towards you, you can simply say, look, I need you to stop doing that, please. I, I, that is very uncomfortable for me. or I don't want to have that conversation anymore. So can we please stop? If they don't stop, leave. You can leave the home, you can leave the event, you can leave the room, just take a break, you can just go outside, go for a walk around the block, whatever. But you're allowed to do that, even if it makes the other person uncomfortable. Don't worry about it. Take care of yourself. That's the only thing you're in control of, okay? So don't make excuses for them. Don't allow, just step back and go, this is not my shit, this is not my problem, and it's not mine to fix, this is not my, what is the saying? Not my monkey, not my show. I don't know. I forget the saying, but anyway, you know what I'm getting at. All right, moving on. Number five, surround yourself with supportive people. So be sure to spend time over the holidays with the people who are supportive and who are caring and who are not demanding and who are not judgmental and who aren't always asking you to do things that are unreasonable and they don't hear you or validate you or appreciate you make sure you spend time with those people. I remember my first Christmas when I was um, newly separated and it was a difficult, a difficult one for sure. And on Christmas day, my kids all went to their dads and I was on my own and I chose to be with a friend. I asked her if I could come over and spend it with them and their family. Um, they love me. They know me. It was a place where I could be myself. Everybody knew what was going on. I knew they weren't going to talk about it and I could just kind of be there for as long as I wanted to and then I could leave when I needed to. And I suggest you make time to make plans like that. Do not be alone. Do not be alone on the Christmas days or the holidays of your holiday that you celebrate. So if for some reason this is a year where your children are going to be with the other parent for some of the really high holidays, um, then make plans. Phone your friends. They're happy for you to come. Okay, you're not imposing. You're not ruining their family time with, you know, your face or whatever. You are simply, you are simply asking for help in the most meaningful way so that you're not sitting by yourself, okay? And that is really, really important. 
So, so surround yourself with supportive people. Um, you know, sometimes all we need to feel a little better during a time like this is to have a good conversation with someone we love and who loves us back, a friend where everything is simple. It's, you know, it might doesn't have to be about the divorce. It doesn't have to be about things that are heavy and difficult. Holidays, after all, are about sharing gratitude, joy, and love. And the easiest way for you to do that is to surround, is, and the easiest way for you to do that is to surround yourself with people who make you feel those very things, make you feel grateful, make you feel happy and at peace with yourself and just simply with the moment. So I want to wish you a truly beautiful holiday. For those of you who are heading into it, raw emotions, crying, I just want to say it's only a few days and then it's over. Okay, for those of you who are a little bit further down the road and you might actually be looking forward to it, wonderful. I wish you so much happiness. Either way, you can do this. You have the strength. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. And allow yourself to ask for what you need and to not deplete yourself just making it right for everyone else. Before I go, I just wanted to talk to you about a couple of things. First of all, I spoke a bit about codependency and yes, I will be recording a full episode on codependency in the new year sometime, but I want you to know that I'm also running um, a mini sort of coaching program on releasing codependency patterns. So very much, you know, learning to let go of some of the things that we've talked about today and to make life a little easier for yourself. And this is a course that is sort of uh, program that's coming up in January. We start on January 23rd and I'm going to include the link to that below to our course portal where you will see the codependency course as well as other programs that I'm running. Second, I also want to say thank you. I am so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for sharing on social media and bringing more people into this podcast. The feedback I'm getting has been incredible. So thank you so, so much. This doesn't work without you. Yes, I'd like to be here for you and it only works if it works for you. So please, please continue to share. And if you have a couple of extra minutes, leave me a comment, leave some stars. It helps other women find this podcast so they can get the help that you're getting here. I will stop there and I will look forward to chatting with you again, wishing you the most beautiful day until next time.